And we're back. This is Joanna Perpich. I'm usually the host of Crime Talk BK. Um, I think that we're having some technical difficulties with queer state of mind. Uh, so I am going to be filling in the time a little bit. Uh, as you know from my last show, my brain is <laughs> working a little bit behind today. So we're just going to listen to some music as soon as I'm able to um, pull up some new songs. Anyway, I hope you're having a wonderful weekend so far. Um, I know that uh, it's a little, little rainy today and <laughs> you know it's bad when someone's talking about the weather to, to kill time. Uh, this is when you separate the, uh, the, the, the radio um, amateurs from the true professionals, and I'm not quite sure I'm there yet. Uh, so I'm actually going to uh, play a song that uh, I heard in Catland, uh, which is for folks who don't know, it's just a few blocks from the studio. It is a very witchy store. Um, and they just have the best music in there. They really do. Sometimes I go and just look at all the books and listen to the songs and have my little Shazam open. Well, they were playing an album by someone called um, Sophie. And um, she's she was this really cool, I guess kind of like electronic artist. And uh, here's the song Pony Boy. And there's an ad. <laughs> so we're not going to play that part. Oh, the problem with YouTube. All right, here's Pony Boy by Sophie.
that was a fun song. I think that would be like a good song to like do chores to. You know, you're like uh you're um cleaning the kitchen that comes on and just kinda like scrubbing away. <laughs> Actually I usually listen to podcasts when I clean to be honest. Um I've been listening to uh Stuff to Blow Your Mind, which of course I do shout outs on the show. And then there's also a really great one uh, that was put out recently um, on Spotify called, um, oh no, it's like the something papers. Oh, I'm bad at this. <laughs> it's hard to be on air when you're not expecting it. Um, but it was, uh, it was put out by uh, the people who do uh, Serial. Um, and it's about this uh, school in England, a predominantly Muslim school. And the public schools in England are interesting because they don't have as um, strict of a divide between uh, church and state. And uh, so you are allowed to like teach or to have religion influence teachings. Oh, hello. No, come on in. Come on in. <laughs> uh, all right. So we have Queer State of Mind just setting up. And <laughs> and I'm going to play one more song. This is Drink I'm Sipping On uh, just while uh, they take off their raincoats. I know it's been a little bit of a hectic day. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Gave us the business. Today's a very special music show. 
uh, with my dear friends. We'll be discussing hot topics and listen to some of the great opera performances and musical theater performances as we go along. You're listening to Question of Mind here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's time for Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Join us for all the latest news, pop culture, talk, and more from QPOC perspectives. And all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, guys. Say hi. Hey, y'all. Hello. Hi. So today I have a very special guest with me. I have uh, Justin, one of the OGs, is here um, in that sense. And also uh, Mr. Johnny O'Green, who has done the show once with me when I did my potluck about opera. Uh, And today we'll be discussing opera and musical theater along with a lot of hot topics. So the first thing I'm going to say is... Um, that we are going to begin with an aria from uh, um, Macbeth by a great Ukrainian Ukrainian soprano, Maria Gulagina, uh, as we stand with Ukraine, with everything that's going on right now. And then we'll return to discuss the aria, and then we'll have somebody who is very close to the situation give their thoughts about it. You're listening to Question of Mind Live on Radio Free Brooklyn.
Yes, honey, that was Miss Maria Gulagina. Glory to Ukraine. With um, Vieni Tafretta from Macbeth, and she was playing Lady Macbeth um, in the original. Uh, how is this better? Can you, is a little it bit be- more. A little bit more? Down. Down? How is it now? That's better. All right, there you go. All right. All right, y'all. So, first and foremost, before we get to um, my dear sister's rant. <laughs> Um, I'm not so, going to rant. You're not going to rant. Well, Maria Gulagina was a uh, is a famous um, Ukrainian soprano, uh, a real dramatic soprano. Not one of these girls running around in the dramatic sopranos, you know. One of the great stars of her era. One of the great stars of her era. I'll put it to you this way: I always thought that she should kind of go into the German rep too, but since the German rep girls weren't fucking with her rep, she didn't fuck with theirs. Mother has secretly started on the down low. Really? Yeah, she dropped Kundry or two in the last couple of years. Oh, oh when she drops that or true, that's going to be the one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's going to the, the, the dramatic mezzo rep. You know, she don't want to be too, um, you know, too ungrateful and too mean. She's been doing it for 35 years, and she's still in these streets. Yes. Oh, yeah. So she's a great soprano. Um, very, was known mostly for her Abigail Nabucco, which is insane. Like, no matter how horrible she is in other things, like, you ask her to sing that, it's like her voice automatically knows that. <laughs> no, really, it just knows how to sing it. <laughs> so, but anyway, I decided to play her because she is one of the great stars of the Met and one of the uh, great sopranos. And so, Johnny, can you tell us what's going on? And if you don't mind me saying, I know you have a partner who is Ukrainian from Ukraine. So he is literally one person removed from it. What's been going on with you in your home? You don't understand your business, but you know what I mean when I say sure, sure. So and yes, please expand on that a little bit, just so we. Well, ever since the Russian invasion of Ukraine two weeks ago, um, it's been a a very difficult time in my household. Um, In in addition to having a partner who is from there, I also, I and we also have friends who are currently living there, both in Kiev and Lvov, Mm -hmm. and in Odessa. Um, friends in Kiev who are armed and defending the city, 
um, friends in Lvov who are preparing for the defense of their city and have taken in uh, refugees from the east into their home, um, and then friends in Odessa who are also preparing the city um, for um, potential bombardment. So it's been um, a very difficult time. Obviously, everyone sees what's going on in the news. It mm-hmm. is real. It is happening. And it should not be ignored, and it cannot be ignored, right? Um, because it is very, very important um, in an, in a number of different ways. There's all sorts of people on the ground talking about it. Um, who you should avail yourselves of those voices if you can find them. Um, I'll look some up here in a second and, and yes. maybe lay them out for people um, yes. who are because I think it's important not to be a, you know, necessarily a commentator from afar, but to to listen to the people whom it's happening to because there is very Absolutely. real, very a very real and robust propaganda uh, operation coming from uh, the other side of the border that seeps its way into both our worlds and theirs and. Uh, it needs to be rebuffed, and people need to see what is actually happening. The carpet bombing of civilians, the bombing of residential buildings, maternity hospitals in Mariupol, and 400,000 people there currently without water, power, uh, or any other form of energy and not allowed to escape. Um, when they were guaranteed a safe route out, it turned out that it had been mined um, by Russian soldiers. So, Oh, they put mines? Yes, they did. So, um, wow. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking about that because I don't want to. No, I don't no, want to. No, I don't no. want to bring down your. You know no, no, what no, we're no, talking no, about no, here. No, but no, why? no, no, no. We're, is, we're actually going. <laughs> we're going to get much happier as this go along. Uh, no, but, but I want to do this now. So sure, no, it's important to talk about it. Um, I would. I would encourage. Yeah, no, I would encourage to your your listeners since we're on um, queer state queer of state of mind, and yes. I think we've got people on the horn who are. Uh, we, are the, in, we are the number eight and 180th show podcast on iTunes in Her, um, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Praise him, won't we do it? Hello, yeah. Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yeah, we were. We glory were, girl, glory yes, to your girl. people. We're in yeah. the top 200, girl, in, 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 on iTunes. Well, Sarajevo so, is, is the, one of the number one places in the world I wish to visit, and... Um, if if Miss COVID hadn't gotten gotten up in everybody's business, I would have been there two years earlier. But but, but, but what but, I'm saying is, I'm sure we have Ukrainian listeners who yes. are queer and stuff like that. Well, and then so, I'm I'm going to take so a moment. Take a moment. I want I want to call out the the legendary diva of of both the late Soviet and post Soviet world, Miss yes. um, Sofia Rotaru, oh. whose w- work you can find both on uh, Instagram. Uh, in, well, she's on Instagram, but on. Uh, iTunes and Spotify and Apple Music and all that oh. stuff. She um, is currently in Ukraine, in Kiev, a defender of her city. Um, she is a pop diva galore and should be glorified and, and <laughs> held up by everyone. So if, yes. I, okay. if I could patch her in right now, I would start playing Miss <laughs> Sophia Rotaru. That's right. S-O-F-I-A Rotaru, R-O-T-A-R-U. Um, also, there's... Um, We've got Max Barsky, who is a fantastic um, current pop singer, who is also currently in Kiev, who faces a great deal of homophobic abuse from Kremlin trolls, um, based upon his um, both Ukrainianness and his unwillingness to um, engage with um, the invaders of his country. Gotcha. Um, and also, I want to give a shout out to the greatest of all Soviet pop divas, Miss Alla Pugacheva, who has left Russia. Um, imagine, if you will, that Madonna, Cher, Diana Ross, Donna Summer, I and think- Stevie Nicks are all the same person. <laughs> that is Ala Borisovna Pugacheva, and she has left the country. Oh, my. And um, so, so let me say this real quick. The one of the good things I love about Johnny and his um, partner is, for years, um, actually before COVID, 
New Year's Eve was I was with the the Ukrainians. That was that was a given. She got John and Walker Black, and I went on over there and I spent time with them and watched like Russian variety show. It was yeah. a great time. Mm-hmm. I did it for like three years in a row. It's like, it was right. a great time. It was a great time, and I used to stumble home, stumble back to meet you. And I'm, she says Johnny Walker Black like she didn't have her own full bottle, but yes, yes. That's, that's, that's how that went. <laughs> just just keep drinking, just keep drinking, and drinking, and so, but it's. It's sad, but as, like I said last week, as someone who's been through this, you don't want people to go through that. So keep be diligent. Go ahead. You know. I, well, I was going to say, I think there there are so many awful things that happen and have happened in the world, and each and every one of them deserves to be talked about. Right. And oppression in every moment needs to be fought, and fascism needs to be needs to be combated at every yes. moment in all of our lives. But what we have here at this moment is an opportunity. Not when it's already happened, right. but when it's Happening. starting to happen. Right. And it's about to happen. Right. And we have a moment to, in the moment, do whatever we can to fight against it. Right. Because so often we either haven't had a voice or haven't had a way to engage with people on the other side of the world. Yeah. But at this unique moment, in a way that I wish we'd had in 2002, when you know our country was in, grievously invading Iraq, yeah. which was horrifying, I wish... We had had the ability to connect with people then the way that we do now across the world right. through social media and everything right. else. Right. And this is the moment, and I just hope everyone seizes it. This is the moment. <laughs> Sorry, I have to do that. Um, so I actually watched something the other day on NBC News. I've, you know, when I was a kid, I never used to watch the news and stuff like that. But as I've gotten older, I have a routine and I'm very like serious about it. I get up every morning. I put on today's show. Mm. If I don't see the today's show, I got to put on NBC News now. Mm-hmm. And I can get it on my computer. Now I get my information every morning in my news in the background. And I was watching NBC News now because for some reason YouTube TV did not want to show up uh, in the Bronx. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's, it's there. You have to. Um, I tried to change the location. My computer yeah. wouldn't let me. I don't know what was happening. Okay. Anyway. But there was a guy who said his father didn't believe there was a war because of mm-hmm. propaganda. There was a whole thing. He had a whole interview about how he had his family. Uh, his name was Misha. He had his family there. And he told his dad, dad's a war. I'm trying to get my family out. His father was like, no, they're trying to help the people. Like, literally, there's no Facebook, no Instagram. There's nothing that will connect them to the Western world. Instagram was supposed to be turned off yesterday, but I think it now they're going to turn it off on Monday. Oh, I thought it was yeah. already turned off. Yeah, no, it, it, still, off it still works. It's it meta. No, well. Well, it's yeah, meta, it's, yeah. It still it still works. Um, they gave them like I mean, this three is extra just days, like but, but the, Facebook's done. This yeah. is like on the level of like he's doing some. There, I pull out name, honey. He's doing some Charles Taylor shit. Yeah, Ooh. that is like you know that's mm-hmm. the war I was in. You know, and before that's an idiomine mess. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Pol Pot. Po- yeah, you so know, Miles, take, take your pick. Good old fashioned Miles they don't uh, mess. Mm-hmm. Right. Reminds me, go to Chinese girls are just sitting and waiting, honey. They're like, mm-hmm, go oh, ahead. oh yeah, girl, because they also have. Um, well, it's. It's a moment of reckoning for a lot of girls. Yeah. It's like, how comfortable are we with our middle class happiness? <laughs> and yeah. that trade off there. It's like, oh, well, you know, we right. can do fascism because, you know, right. I have a comfortable place to live. And that's the thing. And, but yeah. anyway, like Mr. Green said, please, um, we're going to keep touching this, uh, touching on this as we go through the show. But this show is mostly for music. We'll talk about musical theater and opera with hot topics. But I wanted to make sure we got that up out there. And since my sister was here, I could not go a show oh, about absolutely. that. With that being said, honey, to our people of Ukraine, we're going to play a song from you from the great musical Evita, honey, with uh, one of the great, great Wagnerian sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> Would you not agree? 
It depends but, on the moment, but yes. Yeah, but in here, I'll possibly our greatest Electra in <laughs> <a new> Argentina. <laughs> Oh, um, Nabucco. Wait, wait. Are you, are you playing Art of the Possible? Because I just seen... No, I'm playing... Or, the, I, I that play, just seems a little... I'm playing, the, the, I'm playing the new Argentina. I'm the new Argentina. Well, that's yeah. why I'm playing the new Argentina with people to rise up. So this is the original cast of Evita, a new Argentina, uh, featuring, like I said, a great Vineyard Soprano. All oh, great, very, very dramatic. Pat Lapone, depending on the day. <laughs> you know, hey, you know, we're all here for and being loud, wrong, yeah, and resonant. Yeah. So, I mean, right now she is, she is, right now she is in her her dramatic mezzo uh, phase, singing, singing all the big dramatic mezzo rap <laughs> <laughs> um, that Elaine Stritch used to sing. <laughs> um, you're listening to Question of Mine live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Oh, I got the wrong track. Oh, yeah, we go. All right, go. The knives are out Would-be presidents are all around I don't say they mean harm But they'd each give an arm To see us six feet underground It doesn't matter what those morons say Our nation's leaders are a feeble crew There's only 20 of them anyway What is 20 next to me? Who are looking to you All you have to do is sit and wait Keeping out of everybody's way We'll You'll be handed power on a plate When the ones who matter have their say And with chaos installed You can reluctantly agree to be called There again we could be foolish Not to quit while we're ahead For distance lends enchantment And that is why All exiles are distinguished More important, they're not dead I could find job satisfaction in Paraguay This is crazy defeatist talk Why commit political suicide? There's no risk, there's no call for any action at all When you have unions on your side Terror, 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 terror.
a new age about to begin. A new Argentina, we face the world together, and no dissent within. Nationalization of the industries that the foreigners control. Participation in the profits that we It's annoying that we have to fight elections for our cause. The inconvenience, having to get a majority. If normal methods of persuasion fail to win us applause, there are other ways of establishing authority. We have ways of making you vote for us, or at least of making you abstain. See me many miles away, inactive. Sipping cocktails on a terrace, taking breakfast in bed. Sleeping easy, doing crosswords, it's attractive. Don't think I don't think like you, I often get those nightmares too. They always take some swallowing. Sometimes it's very difficult to keep momentum If it's you that you are following Don't close doors, keep an escape clause Because we might lose the big apple But would I have done what I did If I hadn't thought, if I hadn't known We would take the country Yes, y'all. That was a new Argentina from Evita. We were just discussing that a little bit offline, but that is the piece of music that made Pat Laponer star. I actually, the first year I conducted, and it, I've never seen meters like this in my whole life. <laughs> I thought I was conducting Philip Glass. For those music geeks who don't know, Philip Glass will give you a 34, 68 in a minute. You'd be like, what? What? <laughs> 
But it sounds so beautiful. <laughs> I will always say this. Philip Glass opera. <laughs> right. Right. Philip Glass operas are so late and so beat. Like, he will pound it in your head that you you are going to like this phrase. I went to all seven hours of uh, Einstein on the Beach last time they did it at uh, BAM. It was actually quite thrilling. Yeah, I can see that. Because I, I love... Mean, so, uh, it's uh, like, uh, What's the, uh, the last one you just did? IG... Oh, um, not That music was so good. Mm. I was like, oh my God. The thing about Philip Glass's music, uh, sidebar, is it's so good in the background you just it just comes over you just like okay i understand it now mm. it's just mood music it just keeps going it repeats and repeats and repeats and repeats he's like oh my god i hate this this is stuff like, oh i love it again <laughs> <laughs> you warned me about of El Sotograha. i did you i said, I said, I said justin you, is he gonna listen to it i said he's gonna keep repeating until you hate it and you like it again <laughs> yeah because we were like literally we were right behind um the camera for the live alien center recording so I literally break right behind the camera, yeah. and I'm like, I hope they don't get our faces for this, because this is shit. Right. <laughs> oh, Lady O'Grand just thought about something. Just mm. a quick sidebar, and then we'll continue. He went and saw Ariana, Gra- uh, Ariana of Noxos with um, Lisa, Lisa Davidson. Lisa Davidson, who he said is fantastic. She is wonderful, and I'm so happy that she- I want to see her, because he the was voice of a generation. Put him out to her album. I just thought about something she should do. Hear me out. Hmm? And Nicole the Opera. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And that's thank I mean, you. And that's and that's what I was like. Oh my god. Me and Michael Green saw that together I, at Bam. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, it was a laugh thing yeah. at Bam. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, Not she Bam. needs to do Anna Nicole. Yeah. City Opera. It was City Opera at Bam, and it was the last. It was City Opera at Bam, and that was like yeah. the last City yeah. Opera performance. And I was, I was like, she needs to do. I heard if I said, oh, she can do Anna Nicole the Opera. I loved Anna Nicole the Opera. I'd go see it again. Oh yeah. Well, I want to blow you all. It's a great piece of music. It's fabulous. You know, in that sense. Um, well, anyway, so also today's Liza Minnelli's birthday. Yay! For those of you who don't know, honey, is the queen of messy. She picked up where her mother left off and just decided to just take it. Our, our sainted mother. Our yeah. sainted I'm wearing mother. my Liza Minnelli sweatshirt at the moment. Yes. Yes. Liza. So anyway, before we go any further, we're going to discuss a couple more quick topics. So Ryan Coogler, who is the director of Black Panther, went to the bank to withdraw some cash, $12,000 worth of cash, and he... The cops were called on him, and he was arrested because they thought he was a bank robber. And the whole time, I'm like, ma'am, when you pulled out his checking account and you saw there's millions of dollars in there. Well, that was, I, I, I'm, I'm not <laughs> up on, up on the exact intricacies of the story, but did Mother not like look at the balance and see like, that right. he has all the coins? I don't think Mother looked at the balance because he literally she just saw the face mac and all of that. He just, he, what he said was, I don't want to make a big scene. But I need to withdraw twelve hundred, twelve thousand dollars, and he just like, happens. Yeah, it happens, and just like I like, did you not look at his bank account and see like there's like in one of his checking account three, four million dollars right. just sitting there, mm-hmm. like that's nothing. That's him taking out twenty dollars, and so the police were called. He was arrested, and he was profiled and arrested, and honey, but he didn't make a big stink about it because he's a better person than a lot of girls are. But he did handle Bank of America. They're like, oh, they handled it. He's like, oh, they handled it. So I think, and he is the he was filming. This is why he's filming Black Panther two in Atlanta. I was like, ma'am, whoever you are, yeah, you don't fucked up, boo. You really don't fu- like you fucked up, fucked up, right? <laughs> like the, what you should have done was 
Did she? I hate to say this. I hate to say this. I hate to say it. It had to be a white bitch that didn't know nothing. <laughs> I would have saw the name Ryan Coogler and went, oh, yeah. Or, or, or she was a black girl that, had, that felt she needed to prove herself. That could have been that because you know because you, know, you, no. you you know an overcompensating black person. I know overcompensating black girl, honey, but she would have mm-hmm. saw Ryan Coogler and be like, oh, you know, you know, act sometimes, right? You know, honey. Because <laughs> I think it's shit, and a real old, a real a real old white bitch would have been like, you know, I can play the old racist woman in the movie. You know, uh-huh. I, I had no problem, <laughs> right? So, but they fucking arrested it, and but why? Because they thought he was robbing the bank because they asked for two thousand dollars in cash. From his account. That the woman did not look in the screen and go, oh, you have $5 million in this, so you're only taking out $20. Now, my thing is, because I, you know, I, have, I have so many questions about this. So when you gave out the, the withdrawal slip and you have to fill that shit out on your own, you have to put in the account number. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you have to give them your ID or something. I'm just right. like, um, that's not a check. Of, that's not that old you school. you got to swipe your card? You got to right. swipe your card. You got to give an ID. Right. Oh, it's like so he they, did all of they that. still do that, like they do in the movies, where like they hand you the note, like give you all your money. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, if you saw all that, but for like, only twelve thousand dollars, like, like you said, Miss O'Green, did she not look at his account? Like I would have looked at the account balance and went, "Oh, this is not weird." Mm. There, was, we. I think everyone had a lot of questions, but then it yeah. just reinforced that no matter what we do, right? It's Someone that, always wants to right. knock us down the side. We don't, they don't believe that we deserve this. Right. And yeah. Well, it sucks. Or well, finds the very physical presence intimidating right. or scary. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Miss Ryan, we, we, you know, we're with you. We stand with you, honey. Just make that move and, and let it be beat. I'm sorry that Chadwick Boseman is gone and because I know who the new uh, anti-villain uh, is going to be. Anti-hero? Anti-hero. Because Killmonger was an anti-hero because he really wasn't a villain because he thought about what he was trying to do. You're like, eh, she ain't wrong, but... <laughs> she, like Magneto. She, she ain't right. She ain't never lied. So, but you want to... Do you... Yeah. Would you just like to know who the new anti-hero is? It's Shady. I'll tell you why it's Shady. Because DC Universe pulled a trick. I'm a little boy geek. So DC Universe has Aquaman and they use Jason Momoa. Aquaman is a red-headed white man. In the Marvel Universe, the original Aquaman character was Namor, the submariner. Namor looks like what Jason Momoa should look like. He's always looked like that. He was an ethnic man who was long hair. He was dark haired. So fucking DC Comics store, stole, stole the, the character placement. So now there's a Mexican guy playing Namor. So pretty much it's going to have it's the Aquaman versus Black Panther situation, if you want to put it that way. So it's called Namor, the submariner. Um, speaking of Jason Momoa, you know, hope has returned to the world. Oh, because oh, yeah, Lisa, um, Lisa Bonet and Jason and Jason Momoa might have might have reconciled. Oh, and all we back. need now is for Melanie and Antonio to get back together, and oh. and, and peace and harmony will return to the Girl, world. The prop- well, 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 you know, he's been doing those um, Mexican soap opera musicals lately. So. He's doing Company in Madrid. Yes, yeah, well, he did Chorus Line. Um, it was supposed to come here before. I would go to, I would go to I his will, Spanish Company on Broadway every day of the week. Very honest with you. And this is going to sound shady, but it's not about that. Shady. Seen it. Lisa seen Bonet it. is one of the most beautiful women. She has a lot of options. However, she Both does not have as many options as Jason Momoa does. Because <laughs> Jason Momoa literally knocked the rock. <laughs> off, off, the, off the ethnic woman platform. Off, off the ethnic woman platform. Honey, you know how many black bitches are in line? Like, Jason Dwayne Momoa? Johnson, yes. 
And what then, number do you have? Oh, girl. <laughs> I had number one. 525,000. You pulled had, that number a long time I ago. I had number uh, number three from uh, when he was in the Johnson family vacation with Cedric the Entertainer no, and Solange no, no, Nolan. I remember Honey, you she, had that, she had that Beetlejuice number. Yeah, I know. She's been talking yeah. about it for a long time. I did have. I was, oh, I've known about him. But, oh, I know who he is. <laughs> oh, girl, we all know. But, honey, right. Jay Famoa. Well, before we actually go on, we have to talk about it, so we're going to go to the next topic. In addition, I like to call in this show. Are you ready? This is what we like to call this section. They're going to feel sorry for her. (laughs) (laughs) This is the section I like to say they're going to. Jesse Smollett, as Dave Chappelle said, Juicy Small uh, uh, Small Yang. She, you know, she um, had that thing happen to her when she was messing with them people. From that country, that should remember you know, with the badge off. Mm, I know, Miss Green. I know it's okay. You can be quiet, girl. You can talk to me during the intermission. Uh, <laughs> I, I know my place. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> but you know that don't taste right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Miss Smallett, honey, dip, dip, it is uh, a fabulous side dish. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. It is a great side dish. I here you thing, can buy I, from Trader Joe's. I no, you can't. Oh, I, I yes, heard about that. No, I one could. Yeah, one, one could, could, but they shouldn't. You know, <laughs> you know they're responsible. You for know, the that. options always there. However, mm-hmm. you know there was a it was a Nigerian company that did a girl. That I get, and they're trying to make their money. I said, oh, they're trying to get ahead of the girl. Wait, wait a minute, they got Nigerians and um, of course they have Nigerians in Germany. But yeah, you of know, of course they do. Honey. They're everywhere. They're spreading that ja- bad Anyway, anyway we're not talking about Nigerians right now. We're talking about just a small act. Mother is going to jail, honey. And she grand stood at the trial, honey. She said she was innocent. She did not create this hoax. She was not saving the cocaine and sucking dick at the bathhouse. I would know nothing about that. So <laughs> And it wasn't it wasn't um it was the the B one, it was that Steamworks one, I understand, right? Steamworks, it was, yeah. It wasn't because man country is the kind of hood one down the street. Yeah, no, she was at the, the, the class when she probably yeah. had the uh, the suite. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, girl, I would have ran up in there and you know, and don't want to have to do with just my, he, he's an attractive man. I mean, clearly she looked crazy, and now she's not gonna have no acting jobs and uh, trying to like grandstand the narcissism of it all made him. You can talk about this as a gay man, girl. It's fine. As, I'm just really not briefed. Oh, but neither was she, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Well, pretty much, you know, she. I mean, I know the root of everything, yeah. but I don't. I don't know everything. That That's comes pretty much since. it. But pretty much what it is was they, 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 the city sued him for wasting their their time. So he's pretty much going to jail for life. As if the city, of, as, as if the city of Chicago or the city of Chicago, so, yeah, it's does not waste sh- enough time. The city of Chicago. I'm just like, didn't you guys have enough? Do you have enough problems? Why are you really going after him? Yeah, like, all the problems. You could. I, I say that as someone who used to do that. They just want to embarrass him. Well, yeah, I get it. I get it. But I think that there are other things going on in Chicago that there are other people need to be in jail more of, than he does. Of course, you know, they, you know, they got dick length competitions there in Chicago right now. Ooh. So if y'all haven't heard, I'm going to move off to Kaja because I have so many thoughts and they're not clear enough. And I still haven't figured out how I feel about this after like all these years. Which one? About Jesse Smollett. Like I still haven't figured that out how I feel about it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, So we're going to move on. <laughs> and, oh. and and talk about the biggest dick in Chicago. Oh, what's that? Oh, Lori Lightfoot's <laughs> baby. Have y'all not heard? Have, have you? Have we not heard about? Have you not heard about this? I, I no, I've heard about what's happened. Girl, girl, just tell us. <laughs> I heard about it. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? So apparently, somebody's suing her. Mm-hmm. Is, 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 you know, one of the county commissioners or something. I don't mm-hmm. know some some shit like that. There was some meeting somewhere. Yeah, and she and said, she said. 
Justin, she, you know, she has the biggest dick. Or she, she, she has the biggest dick in Chicago, or something to that effect. Which she kind of does. <laughs> because you know, I'm gonna go ahead and say this, and this is crazy to mind. I don't mean anything by this, but you know, I'm gonna say this. You know, the Chicago people they thought it was hiring a lesbian. They know they were hiring oh, yeah, a dyke. Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> they hired still there's auntie. A, there's a difference, honey. <laughs> like and the you. gay girls know, girl. When I saw that, I said, oh, you're in for a ride, bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, good luck, yeah. boo. Because I saw her original picture when she had her little perm hair and all that. I said, oh, she's giving uh-huh. lesbian tees. The girl she became man, she she went full blown. <laughs> yeah, on the bitch. Said, I said, yeah, I said it's a different breed, girl. I said that's old school, honey. That and you know, like you know, bless your heart for not knowing it. I say, I wish you. I hope you're. Oh, y'all think mother gonna feel bad about anything she does? Oh no, no, <laughs> they're not built like that. <laughs> Honey, this this stop that brand she is to stop making that shit back in '67. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's still on the shelf. It's still the last. one. I'm, I'm sure you go to somebody's bodega and it's still there. You the know, last one, dust. the last one was born in like '67. 67. It may be there was like a, a fluke of one that happened in 1971, but they they had dykes like that. They had they had baby. That, you know that's that's a Pam dyke. That's that's, that's a, a Pam Elizabeth girl. Short name Liz girl. A <laughs> uh, uh, Dorothy, honey. A Beulah. Or Dawn. A Dawn. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Or that... better yet, a Cricket. <laughs> no, because I always think about what's her name from Younger Wrestlers, and I just can't. No, girl. That's a Cricket. You know, you mean the dyke named Cricket. Yeah. That really manly bitch that show up, girl, with shoulder pads. Oh, that's Cricket. She got she got the most feminine in the, oh, that's Cricket Eldra. She'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Or, this looks like John or, Thompson. Or, because, <laughs> you know, and then in the 80s, we got Sheila's. We did get Sheila. Sheila was a good. Sheila's were the good ones. Yeah, and then, and then I think in the nineties, because they lose. It's kind of like I want to say because Keisha got a little too commonplace, right? And everyone was named Keisha. Who was your uh, first lesbian uh, friend, uh, uh, Johnny? Did you do you have any? Oh, I do. No, you absolutely. You like, like I stay away from them people. Taking it back. No, taking it back. I stay away from them folks, honey. <laughs> in high school. I see. She said in high school. Yeah. Uh, in high school, but one of them took a turn and is now married to a man. Children. Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, you know. But yeah. some of the others didn't. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. You gotcha. know. Gotcha. So, they my, who shall not yeah. be named. Ooh, no, ma'am. My first big lesbian friend, her name was Tanika. My first. And she was like six foo, six two, and played basketball. Like, no. real. Mine was Tia. That's who I took to prom. We went to, um, we went to prom together. She was on my Did you best take friend. her or did she take you? No, I took her. She made me take her to prom. Oh, okay. Because, like, everybody's like, nobody's going to take her to prom because, you know, she's such a, she was such a, she was literally wearing flannel and jeans the whole time. It was me, her, and Aaron Losey. This Losey. So, girl, it was the African fag, the dyke, and the white, white trash fag. Mm-hmm. That was the group. Was she a number one, two, and three? And we used to, we used to, girl, we used to wreck house, honey. We used to co- cause havoc across the town, honey, in that sense. You know, but Tia, she was great. She she had a daughter. She had just a guy once and she got pregnant and she had a daughter. And uh, I love her so much. Well, anyway, before we go any further, I got to play the song that I actually had cuter for just a small letter, but it actually works for Laura Lightfoot too, honey. Um, a boy like that from West Side Story. <laughs> I hate you so much. Honey, but you know what? I did it with grace. Wait, wait, wait. Now, which version are you playing? Are you ready? Are you, are you playing the one from the revival? Because it's actually kind of beat. Oh no, girl! The Spanish I, one. I am playing the most classiest version of all time. Most white woman version. Are you ready? Oh, the Marty Nixon version from no, the movie. Oh, girl, even whiter than that, girl. Harlan Black one, Vanessa Williams. <laughs> 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 you know, right? Yeah, or Johnny? Yeah, I know you. Oh, never I heard. know that recording. 
So you're listening to Question of My Live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. A boy like that will kill your brother. Forget that boy and find another. One of your own kind. Stick to your own kind. A boy like that will give you sorrow. You'll meet another boy tomorrow. One of your own kind, stick to your own kind. A boy who kills cannot love. A boy who kills has no heart. And he's the boy who gets your love and gets your heart. Very smart, Maria, very smart. A boy like that wants one thing only. And when he's done, he'll leave you lonely. He'll murder your love, he murdered mine. Just wait and see, just wait, Maria, just wait and see. Anita, no, Anita, no. It isn't true, not for me. It's true for you, not for me. I hear your words, and in my head, I know the smart. But my heart, Anita, but my heart knows the wrong. That boy and find another one of your own can stick to your own to him alone, to him alone. One thing I know, a boy who kills cannot love. I don't care. A boy who kills has no heart. I don't know. And he's the boy who gets your love. And he's the Well, uh, I was going to play the other part, but clearly I forgot. <laughs> it was on two tracks. But yes, but for now, well, boy, let me get your opinion. From that little clip, what do you guys think of Harold Blackwell and Vanessa Williams, a boy like I don't think it's that bad. It's, it's just very precious. Every moment of the day. Yeah. Oh, you know, I love her. I, I mean, love her. Yeah. Like I said, I just, She did the impossible. She took over for Kathleen Battle. Yeah, she did. Harold Blackwell is sickening in everything she ever put her throat on. <laughs> she, she is her Kunagandan Candide, mm-hmm. baby. Oh, that was me and Jada's favorite. Oh, oh, one of me and Jada's favorite. She is. She, for those of you who don't know, Harold Blackwell is she. She was a coloratura soprano. Uh, she became most famous when she replaced Kathleen Battle after Kathleen Battle got fired from the Met. Uh, unjustly, unjustly. Well. Hmm. Well, the thing uh, is, I mean, well, here's the thing for the shit they put up with. It's like, that. oh, the shit, girl, yeah, any putting, other girl, they're putting like, up with a whole alleged mistress of Putin, alleged. And we'll get to that in a moment. Because I, I have thoughts on that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Johnny Green has a lot of thoughts <laughs> on that. I know you have so all the thoughts on that. <laughs> so, but it was just very much that. Um, but she was fantastic. She's always been one of the most fantastic. She actually coached um, when I was doing ASOP. Uh, Rebecca did a. Uh, master class with her. Oh. Yeah, she was doing. Um, this is when Rebecca had high notes. Uh. She, <laughs> Long ago. My sister called me out of this. She said, like, Girl, I have to sing Summertime over here. I said, <gasps> She said, Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to sing in the Claire. I said, Girl, you can't sing Clara's Key no more. Girl, you, <laughs> you go to Best Key, bitch. <laughs> oh, no, girl, I got it. She called me no, to the no. You know what, girl? <laughs> 
I'm <laughs> since I am sassy, bitch. You gotta yes. I said, girl, your best is key now. <laughs> I mean, you know, she had those. She had those good couple years right after she had that. Child. And I wrote, I wrote her program notes. I was just like Rebecca Combs will be singing summertime. She would be doing bestest version of summertime. <laughs> so don't come in here expecting this bitch to be high and have any high notes. Well, anyway, we're about to start our second hour, y'all. Thank you so much. We are going to be back. I'm going to get into our little opera section. So you're listening to Question of My Live on Radio Free Brooklyn. Well, speaking of fucked up, honey. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I was like, she don't came up. Look mm-hmm. at her. Getting look at God. Getting merch. <laughs> I don't know if that's God, but yeah, look at something, honey. Mm-hmm. He's not going to let me do anything. Let's get that right. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I see what you did there. You see what I did there? And I appreciate it. It's amazing. This remix will literally give you life. Okay, yo, we're listening to Crazy the Mind. I'm going to let these queens calm down. Because they do need to calm down. They're doing the most. All right. What is happening? Mm. What is happening on the record right now? Say your girlfriend. I'm like, nah, this is my good duty. This what the fuck you mean? Right. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that are not in the mood, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the messy hour right Mark's here on Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to Question of Mind, y'all. So now we're going to get into our juicy section. So at first, we're going to do... Get our... into the juicy section? Girl, yes, that no, was dry? No, that was not dry at all. But I mean, I said the, <laughs> I remember the fun section. So now I'm going to play a couple of um, operatic standards. And I'm going to start Mr. Green. And then I'm going to go to some couple of tops and then play some musical theater. Um, as you all know, if you've been alive, honey, I have been living for the late Susan Dunn. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Dad. I'm gonna I'm gonna inter- interject. I don't know how many of all of our dear listeners follow Miss Carmen Carmo on her various social media platforms. Well, yeah, but girl. She I swear been. to God, <laughs> it is not Tuesday if she is not posting Miss Susan Dunn singing the following clip. It <laughs> True, tr- truly is not. True, and the reason why it got okay. You're saying I've, this is from uh, the first Siglinda. Uh, can you say the word? Siglinda. Siglinda's. Um, First aria from um, Valkyrie. And I've heard it sung brilliantly many a times. I've heard that Virginia Crispin sing it, which is stunning. Stunning, stunning, stunning. I've heard the great bass baritone version of Jesse Norman. Stunning. Because it's, <laughs> girl, no. It's well, Jesse Norman. It, it, it kind of needs to sound like that. Well, no. Okay, let me put it this way. So, what I discover is a lot of the things Jesse Norman sings, it shouldn't sound like that. But she sings it and it sounds good, so you think it should sound like that. <laughs> but that being said, Siglinda's one of the soprano parts that actually is built for Jesse Norman Crispin. It's built for what I like to call a B flat soprano, <laughs> in that sense. And there's been many versions. The thing about Susan Dunn doing this is she sounds like a fucking woman. It sounds like a fucking woman. It doesn't sound like a, a loud soprano. It doesn't sound like a. Dr- it sounds like a woman. The, it just it sounds like if Miss Green was singing this is what she would sound like <laughs> literally it's just it's just very like it's very feminine mm-hmm. and so I decided to pick that and we'll discuss that after and I also picked I used to think that um, Mimi's Goodbye was best sung by Mirella Franey like I would have like went to war for that that was until I heard Teresa Stratus <laughs> see now and I was like 
There is no better version of Donna Leota than this. This thing Gotta get is you a girl who's actually stunning. had tuberculosis. <laughs> God, I hate you. It's true. I, I mean, it, you're, yes. Miss Blakey, you wait till you hear this shit. I mean, it is, it's so glorious. You're just like, why does it sound like that? <laughs> I... I don't speak Italian. Look, Teresa Stratus is better than everybody else at everything. Yeah. And it, we just have to learn to live with it and accept that that's the world. She, she may not be your favorite singer, but she's better than everybody else at everything she ever did. It's just the way it I is. I was like, I thought I understood Italian the way the bitch sang this. I was like, yes, mm-hmm, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still with us, holding court at the yes. Ansonia Hotel. A very uh, <laughs> uh, wonderful singer for us. So we're going to start with, like I said, Susan Dunn doing uh, De Mana Zipper from The Valkyrie into Donna Lieta by uh, Teresa Stratus from La Boheme. You listen to Question of Mine live on Radio Free Brooklyn.
So nasty. Miss <laughs> Teresa Stroud is making me emotional. <laughs> I know. I saw you. Oh, it just it just sounds so God bless her for singing God those vowels. <laughs> right. For those of you who don't know Bohem, this is when she is leaving him, uh, Rodolfo, and she's saying, Let's just be friends. So it's pretty much she's going into friends. So she wants to be with him, but she can't be with him because she knows she's dying and she's like she's li- and she's literally saying goodbye. And most of the time, people just kind of scream it or whatever. But if she took the time just where she's talking all the vowels. And John's a voice. She sings all the vowels. And boy. And the last, of course, that last whatever, F, what, ugh. It's just, it's, she's an actress, you know. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get mm-hmm. enough credit uh, for what she does. Go you know? on YouTube and look her up, Teresa Stratus. Teresa Anything Stratus. she's ever sung. Please do. Like, honestly. Like, Carlos is a great actress, but she actually, unlike Carlos, had the beauty in her sound to go with some of the most feminine part, like Mimi. It was just, it sounded like, she sounds so frail. She sounded so weak. She sounded so done. She has a really good Salome, too. Mm-hmm. And she she is one of the few lyric sopranos. She's an actual lyric soprano. She's not a spinter. She's not dramatic. She's a pure lyric. But she knew how to take her voice where it needed to go. 
mm-hmm. you know, in that sense. You hear her sing Tobato. She sang bigger rap, but she never felt like it was strained. Or it was, her Salome is just like, oh, it sounded like a 16 year old. Nedda. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. And like, of course, before that, I was Susan Dunn. Like, John, can you say what you said about people holding up stuff as far as singers go? Well, I was, yeah, I was, I was just saying that, you know, Susan Dunn, I think, didn't have a particularly long career. And I I said, I think that there's a a difference between someone who has a raw, natural, just innate talent, someone like Susan Dunn, who just opens their mouth and always did open their mouth. And that's what happened. And then someone who builds that over time and is able to maintain it over the course of decades and those are those are different things you know there there right. are the the the, real, the people who are really truly often are legendary are those people who are able to maintain it yeah um, meet the meet the occasion and meet the, meet the occasion and 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 meet the demand but i mean susan dunn was a brilliant and, and right. beautiful artist um I, I wish we'd had more of her i wish we had more too and i think it's also having people around you that know know your sound and all of that oftentimes when people come across voices like hers that are these big Voices or spinto sopranos slash they, they they try to throw everything at them. Well, and and also I think they're also exploited and and right by right powerful men in right. the industry who say oh here's this this you know this Same this woman this. has just shown up with this fabulous innate voice we're right. going to make her sing everything and make as much money right. as we possibly can right that's not necessarily what and you the have best to, thing for you have to be are, are they still doing that Cause I know that was kind of a thing people were ta- people were have has started to address in recent years about. Singing so much before they were doing like you know well, a couple it's, shows. It's, it's, it's one like, of the things where like oh, no, I mean I think they're still singing a lot. They're still sing- it's one of the things where you find. Okay, I'll give you a common example. When Leontine Price first made her de- uh, big debut, and she did the Tovatore and she did those operas. She got offered um, to sing Abigail in Nabucco. She's you know she said she's like no, I'm not. That's not me. You know, in that sense, that's yeah, not my. Rudolph Bing tried to get Montserrat Caballé yeah. to sing it too, and she right. said no. He's tried to get so you hear the big voice and you hear the sound and all that. You're like oh. You should sing this. Mm-hmm. And the people who are smart are like, oh, no, no, no. And oftentimes, just because your voice is big doesn't mean you should sing big rap. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm talking about her here. She has a very feminine voice. Like when she sings like Desdemona, it's beautiful. She can sing the Countess and Susan Dunn sing the Countess. It's gorgeous, mm-hmm. you know. But like John said, they were exploited. And when you're a bigger woman and you, you know, just like I always said, Alexandra Mark, one of the best sopranos out there. She should the rap she was singing to me was way bigger than she should have been singing because her voice is so beautiful. You want to hear her sing some of the most beautiful lines. You hear her sing Don Carlo, you're like, oh my god, this is gorgeous. But sometimes when you're a bigger woman, you don't have any choice. Mm-hmm. How many big sopranos do you know? Bigger girls, I mean, as in like size, that are singing like that are like not uh, what's her name um, in Rigoletto that are Gildas. Well, in my dreams or in real life? <laughs> in real life. That are, gild- that are Gildas that are singing like, you know, uh, um, <laughs> been a long Aida, time. Aida's. Yeah. You know, well, no, Mr. Green, I always wanted him a 300-pound Gildas. <laughs> <laughs> I just want someone who can sing it. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> well, we're going to oh, move. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I mm-hmm. just have a question. So, mm-hmm. when they were writing these things back in the day, yeah. it's one of the biggest, were women just, just, just heavier back then? So, that was like the norm or like what? Um, it's, it's like I'm a hard time with your writing these, and you don't. There you don't know if people that can sing this or 500 pound women. Well, there wasn't much effort put into the visual aspect of it. It was more put into the voice. So a lot of those opera singers you sing, it was more into the voice. When the visual aspect, this is more of a 20th century thing, you know. When the visual, it was actually rare to have a skinny soprano sing the dramatic part, you know. And 
Maria Collis was a big girl when she first started. And then Maria Collis got, and it's not Maria Collis' fault, but Maria Collis got thin and she was still singing the same rep. So you, you got the visual. So when you went to see um, a Tovatore, these Collis was beautiful, dark hair. She was a lady and she still had the sound. So mm-hmm. it got to the point people were like, oh, so maybe we can have this. It's actually swung a little bit too far the other way. Sometimes here, we've seen some things, you know, where it's just like, girl, she just looks good. She mm-hmm. doesn't sound the way she should. But like Ms. Green said, the lady, she, uh, Lisa Davidson, Liz Davidson, she actually looks like the part. She's six foot tall, and she has the voice for it. So that she actually has both for what she's doing. So she's looked like the lady, and she has the voice of it. Mm-hmm. So you got that natural talent right now, but that's the thing that people do a lot. So a lot of big girls, you will see... Even in musical theater, that's why Amber Riley is yeah. singing uh, Effie. It's because she's big. It's not because that's her voice. Her voice is Laurel. Mm-hmm. No, that's just unfortunately the way it works. But anyway, let's talk about two quick topics. Number one is Miss um, Zoe Kravitz, uh, who has been getting rave review for her performance in uh, The Batman, said that she was... Um, too urban. Too urban for The Batman. I think it was Heath Ledger. The Batman. It was the one before this. The one before this Batman. You can't keep, I can't keep up. The one with Heath Ledger and all The Joker? Of, yeah, 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 one of the Joker. Not the Joker, the actual Batman where uh, Heath oh, Ledger Oh, no, died. not the one The one with um, I Dreamed a Dream. What's her name? The one nobody likes. Oh, the, the, Hathaway? She, she, the, Anne Hathaway? Anne, yeah, it was that one. It was, that it was one. the one before this Batman. Yeah, yes, yes. The one with Anne Hathaway. Yeah, but she played Catwoman. Anne Hathaway was a fantastic Catwoman. I'm not going to say. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not, I don't know. It's just. It's, it's just, so many. Yeah. You can't keep up. Yeah. There's just a lot of. It's a lot of and they, they can come out like once once every two years. It's like I and they have a different well, and they path. start over every time. Yeah, yes, because DC can never get it right. <laughs> I like those ones with Katie Holmes. I'm not gonna lie. The first one, the first Batman, the Dark Knight Returns, the Dark, the Dark Knight, and the Dark Knight Returns. She won Catwoman, was she? she no, no, she, no was she was Lois uh, Lane. No. Or something like that. <laughs> that Not Lois Lane. That was Amy, um, that was Amy, Amy Vale. Adams. Vicky Vale. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she was in the first one. Then they got replaced by Maggie Gyllenhaal in the second one. Uh, because of the whole, you know, Tom Cruise shit. Wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, she said she didn't get casted as, uh, in a small park because she was going to Urban. I said, oh, that sucks. But now she is actually a cat woman. Um, and it's honestly to say she is very, very good. I good. thought I thought Anne Hathaway was fantastic cat woman. Because it was, I was unexpected uh, to me. I remember not disliking it. Uh, yeah, but but first, I don't remember it at, at all. At first, I was like, mm, because, you know, I'll have Michelle Pfeiffer in our head. And that's, and that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I just like. <laughs> right. It's like, you can't. I, Michelle Pfeiffer just pissed all over that as far as I'm concerned. And had, she to, did. It had more, of the yeah. ca- more, <laughs> yeah. more, more of the character. And I think Zora Kravitz calls back to Michelle Pfeiffer with the sex. But she has also the acting ability in that sense. I you just know. yeah, I, it's all a blur to me after it's Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, I, can't, I can't. Yeah, I just can't Michelle see anything through just, the, the the gauze of that is I Michelle know, Pfeiffer. I know because she's not our first. Because like I remember watching the series growing up, so I knew like the Eartha Kitt, oh, Julie Kitt, Newmar, Julie Newmar, Newmar, absolutely. Yeah. But Michelle Pfeiffer Stumming. just was just. I'm going to talk about that white gold. <laughs> she should still do yeah, it. Yeah. I would put Michelle Pfeiffer in it now. Yeah, and she was like, you know what? Actually, let the children know. Yeah, she was a good cat. That was a good cat. Like makes makes Selena Kyle just exactly what she was in the previous one, and just course, a slightly like, older lady. I think working they wanted to do office. the penguin again. You, I said like, you can't do the penguin. It's not Danny DeVito. I was like, he already pissed on that. He's on shadow. I was like, he is. The you penguin. know, I will say, I think the the guy who played the penguin in Gotham, like the series, yeah, was actually not. He was that. really good. He was a low. It was it different. Looked, it looked disturbing, and it I think that was part of joy. It was different, but Danny DeVito was just oh. perfect. He looks. He looks like. It was the penguin. Yeah, 
And you know, Michael Keaton will always be my favorite Batman. He's coming well, back. He's coming back as the Batman. He's yeah. going to be in whatever it is. One Flash. Is and flat. my favorite Vicky will always be Kim Basinger. Miss Kim Basinger. Oh, yeah. There's just nothing. Just body. Yeah. Body. Hair. Hair. Veronica Lake, oh. honey. Vicky Vale. Woman. Vicky Vail. See, I, I, I can hear it. I can hear it. I can hear it in that. my mind. Vicky Vale. Yeah, the Prince. The Bat Dance. Do you know that's what Vicky that Vail. is? Dunk, dunk, dunk. I, Vicky Vale. I get it. There are no more like, I hate to say, not no more. But they don't give a woman no more. You know who did that to me the other day? Who? Miss Angelina Jolie in that latest Marvel picture. Oh. Oh, like Eternals? Baby, I love her Eternals. I can't say that I love the picture that much because it was just sort of happening. But, honey, when she came out, there is a movie star. That's be- yeah. <laughs> right there, there is a movie star standing right there. Doesn't matter what she did, like Marlene Dietrich style, there is a movie star. We don't, and, and, and I appreciate it. We don't have that. We have one other. Her name is Miss Sharon Stone. Yeah. Who, yeah. I was about to talk about her. You uh, know what? Uh, uh, Miss Miss Blakey. Like, is that Sharon Stone? Miss mm-hmm. Blakey, what's so funny about that is the fact that the girl, who, she's beautiful. She's in Crazy Rich Asian on Gemma Chan. Beautiful girl. Who? She, Gemma Chan, she's an no, eternal. She's lovely. She's yeah. wonderful. Everybody there was lovely. And Angela did not have that big of a part, but literally when she comes out, you're like, oh, yep. <laughs> Gasp. You, yeah, he's like this Angela Jolie. There's, mm-hmm. there's just, we don't have that. I'm, but I don't know if it's built. I think, it's, I think the industry is built to be disposable. It's, it's built differently now. Yeah. No, like, but it harkens back to an old right. thing. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Which, just stand there and just look right. like Angelina Jolie. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, anyways, though, Thank good you, luck. Well, let's go to Kelly Clarkson. Oh, but quick, 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 sorry, Maura. You know how I, it's like I want to love Zoe Kravitz a lot more than I do. Oh, yeah. I, I but do the problem too. is Lisa Bonet still draws breath. <laughs> it's like, no. no your no. mom's here. No, I can't. No, no, no. <laughs> her mama was a staple in time. So that's go, this always going to be there. She knows it, but she's finding her yeah, lane. Yeah, she, oh, she's chilling. It's like, I know. She is part. She, Zoe Kravitz is literally part of that, that whole Rob Patterson. She's Christian Stewart. She's part of that. Generation. Weird, that emo looking Can I actor. say you, yes. Since you just mentioned her I loved Spencer I haven't seen it yet I haven't seen it either I thought it was fabulous Like I don't actually think it's I mean I, this is my own take on it mm-hmm. And since we're on the queer state of mind I'm yes, going to say this You sure can um, I don't I didn't find it to be Like an actual truthful representation About whatever happened yeah. In the life of Diana Diana yeah. Princess of Wales I thought it was a movie about The Patriarch The gaze of the patriarchy Literally on any given person, okay. and how the, the 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 this the gaze of the patriarchy, particularly the 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 hetero patriarchy on this woman, and how it affects and mutilates her entire life. Right, and it's a story about that that just happens to be shown through the prism of Diana, Princess of Wales. Okay, and. I thought it was very interesting. I thought she did a wonderful job. I have to check that out for sure. Yeah. Uh, before we go to our next music, stuff, I want to put Kelly Clarkson. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> right. The fact we both had to have that same Well, side. because her husband I, is petty. Because yeah. her husband, Reba McIntyre's son, who... Stepson. Stepson. Yeah, but don't matter. Who has money. Because mm-hmm. your stepmom is Reba McIntyre. McIntyre. Well, no, because they're divorced. They and got I think, divorced. Yeah, he's just a producer or something now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but they were married for a long time, so oh, he, they they split yeah. some very substantial assets. Mm-hmm. So Kelly Clarkson has to pay him one point three million dollars plus monthly spousal support. She got out for one point three, just a flat fee. No, no, and then and then monthly, yeah. and then monthly. I don't How much know. a month? Uh, let well, me like, see. It's like a ten thousand or a hundred. It's something. Uh, oh no, she has to pay forty five thousand six hundred and one dollars a month. In perpetuity, or until the child is 18. Yep. Welcome I to mean, Big League Girls. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, not in her gun- current situation, that's nothing for her. So, oh, yeah, she's she's fine. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely fine. Just write the check and move on. I, I'm I'm still. I, I was I, write the check for a year. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm shocked. I didn't think she was going to be the one that was going to make it on the talk show. I did not think I would. I would have bet against it. But yeah. I'm, I'm. I am happy. She's, I am. I'm happy for her. She's a nice woman, and everyone who likes really, her. And it is an yeah. enjoyable show it's to watch. It's a great yeah. show, and. She has found her right keys. Hasn't she? I'm just not. Is, I've, ne- I've never been a, de- a dedicated fan. No. But I'm happy for what, everyone who enjoys what her. What you've always been with Kelly Clarkson is the fact she's like your Teresa Stratus. Let me hear <laughs> me out. You would hear her sing something, like, God damn, this bitch killed it, but you mm-hmm. never run to it. Yeah. I don't run, no, I don't run to her. But, or, but, but you know that. It she, was always too high, and it's like now. No, but honestly, if Kelly Clarkson was this, it was a Broadway show, and they were like, oh, Kelly Clarkson's really John would be like, oh, yeah, okay, good. It's going to be good. It's going to be some. I prefer her when she's like in more of a Janis Joplin kind of mode uh, than like singing, you know, cuts from Adele's latest record. That's right. Just me. That's true. Well, you know, well, as long as you don't sing flat like that. You know what, Kelly? We, we love you, and we love you. I, I enjoy the fact that she. Just reminds every girl every day when she's seeing that she should have been the one. Mm-hmm. Right. And how bad our fingers are right now. Well, that <laughs> being true. said, no, Kelly, for you, I'll play you a great marital dispute, honey, from my other uh, obsession, uh, Gwyneth Jones, um, <laughs> Medea Namichi Sensacor, which, let me tell you. When Pesedu puts that uh, the Susan Dunn on on Tuesday, he'll put this on on Wednesday. On Wednesday. I thought that's your Thursday song. Oh, no, it's my Wednesday, girl. When I tell you, she put her whole vertebrae into this high B. I don't think people understand. It's like she went to the garage and said, okay, oh yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put this. I'm going to put my... I'm going to just play it. <laughs> it's sung behind. This is Gwyneth Jones and Bruno um, Preverdi doing the Michi San Jacor from Medea.
Honey, that was Gwyneth. Oh my Dame God. Gwyneth Jones, baby. Here's the thing, and Johnny was the one that actually brought me to Gwyneth in her good years. I, I used to speak ill of Gwyneth. I don't know her older stuff when she was warbly and stuff like that. But when you catch Gwyneth Jones between 1964 and 1974, <laughs> she is amazing. And I will say this: I say it again. Top five, maybe top three. One of the best debut recital disc of all time. That Gwyneth Johnson. That, that Some unfortunate the, blackface on the cover, but still. No, no, that's the second album. Oh, there you go. But it was just <laughs> good. But the first one with that Tovatore, mm-hmm. that Lanty went outside and smoked a whole cigarette and went and rehearsed and had to come back because that, you know, honey, mother laid that down. And well, she did it the- after singing the motherfucking center ballad from uh 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 <laughs> that's how they grow them in wales you know Honey. dame gwyneth jones dame shirley bassey sir tom jones like uh, they don't play around with throat are they, they, all, do not. Are they all dramatic correct <laughs> <laughs> i'm like why do you all phone it this bitch sang for fucking center's ballad and then came back and gave the girls gl- i remember playing it at the met shop and enrique and over the door like this is fucking great i said i know right <laughs> <laughs> 
this was, well anyway that was I just want to play that so for our next segment we're just going to discuss this quickly before we go to our musical te- theater session right quick so a Latin star let me get her name honey in this mess of a woman <laughs> oh she was from the Sugar Babes oh that makes sense you remember the Sugar Babes no. that group yes from England yes it was a black girl too oh I'm so mad so her name she's um Suing for 200 um, euros, claiming she damaged her vocal cords. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, wait, wait, 200 euros? I'm sorry, 200,000 euros, not Jamaican euros. 200,000. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're like, what, two, uh, 285-ish? About $300,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah. depending upon the day. Yeah. 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 Claiming she damaged her vocal cords while playing tri- Princess Jasmine in the West End Musical Theater version of Latin. You heard me. Go ahead. Your thoughts. Your thoughts are <laughs> great. Jo- I, just, I wish I could see Johnny O'Grain. His mouth is literally open like this bitch is really claiming to damage your course from playing jazz. <laughs> I just wish everyone the best and hope everyone has a nice <laughs> Everyone has a nice life. Bless her heart. And I just hope she recovers. Um, I just I was personally unaware that there was any singing of that caliber oh. in that role. So maybe I should I should acquaint myself with, uh, with the role of Jasmine because um, okay go see it I you know me and Sadie cannot stress that enough go see it drunk you had the best time of your life it girl. is it's amazing it is one of the most enjoyable shows I have ever seen top in my five, life top five one of the best Broadway shows I've ever enjoyed yeah it's oh, like, okay. like real tall oh no girl it's does just, does does Jasmine have not have, have solos in the animated feature she does not no I see. No, the, 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 these are, are ladies and gentlemen. This is how you criticize a black woman singing without criticizing a black woman singing. That's a white man. <laughs> I just want to put it out in, there in the West End too. I'm just in like the so they wrote some numbers. They wrote a number, a number. I see. That's, that's, that's no, there's two numbers because she had the one where she's singing with her palace servants. So she has group numbers. Yeah, mm-hmm. she has group numbers. Mm-hmm. An ensemble. And, and, she, and, she du- and she has a duet, another duet with um, She's over here reading Aladdin. I know, girl. Yes, they are an ensemble. ensemble pieces. Yes, yeah, so an ensemble. Well, that is sad when anyone ever, ever you know, encounters vocal difficulties. So, Well, I say all this to say that she is doing what we like to call new school singing. And new school musical theater singing is more based in the pop world and they're trying to give the riffs and runs and they're trying to sing through the orchestra versus old school where you put your coochie down, you give the girls texts mm-hmm. and crescendos and sing with orchestra. And this can best be displayed by Leo Salonga and Rachel Ann Gold. When the it thing, was the, so rude. The movie That's in my mind. Johnny Green with his great lines. When she, the mother of a stateswoman, honey. <laughs> the elder stateswoman. When Leia you Salaga. let a girl know that I'm going to sing louder than you, higher than you, with more power than you, and do nothing. Do nothing. And just, and just emote. In a sparkly pantsuit. In a sparkly pant, Asian lady pantsuit with a <laughs> devil snack cake pump. So we're going to play that right now. And okay, then we'll I wish about. we could have seen. Can I just say real quick yeah. that I think yeah. the number one thing that I've sad that I've missed during COVID is Leah Salonga's Mrs. Lovett in Manila because uh, I am fully confident that it was beat beyond measure. That's all I have to do say. Do you know what song I think was the best song she sang? Weirdly. No. Wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Hush, love, hush. Wait. Oh, wait. Did y'all, did y'all not see her concert on PBS? Oh, girl, of course mm-hmm. did. Oh, yeah. When she sang Vanilla Ice Cream. Did you understand that? Johnny, Johnny O'Green took me to... I saw Leo Salonga, Liz Calloway, and uh, uh, Jennifer Holliday with Johnny O'Green at a Women's Something concert back in 2000. The Marriott Marquis back in oh. the day. 2009, yeah, he took me. We had a great old time, girl. So I'm going to play this right now so you'll listen to Question of My Life on Radio Free Brooklyn. 
That was Leo Salonga and Rachel Ann Gold doing the movie in my mind. So we'll go to you, Miss Blakey. What you think? Oh, we know what was that's always been my favorite number in Miss Saigon. Which, you know, my my is still the American dream, and I think I know oh, how much you, you hate like that. that song? Because it's like okay, I think his former writer's perspective is always oh, interesting. It's, it's the most brilliant song it in is, the show. But it's always funny to see and if you want to there too, write about Americanism. Yeah, it's basically a, it's a consumerism wet dream. The That's about pretty it, much. If, if Miss Saigon was ever a movie, whoever plays the engineer will win the Oscar because it actually is that part. Mm-hmm. The engineer, yeah. if you get a good engineer, it is that part because he's he's that motherfucker, you know. Um, yeah, because like when we saw with John John Briones, um, not to say he was phoning it in, but he had just there were just some colors that was missing. It was a little bit too violent for my taste. What is we? What we saw? We saw contemporary musical theater singing um, grand, grand grand musical theater, which is not just a classical musical theater, because the the girl we saw who was in she's good, uh, Ava Ava um, Mendoza. Ava Mendoza is her no. name. No, I, I I I yes, she's in Hades Town, and I which I also she, encourage anyone to go see. She was really good at bringing home the dramatic no moments. Mm-hmm. No Bazada. Yeah. Good at bringing home the dramatic moments. Yeah, she did. She uh, mother brought But mother didn't have the lines because much like Evita, Miss Saigon, she sings from beginning to end. <laughs> and it's high. I was like, oh my God, it's very high. It's it's very soprano, honey. You you keep going, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. It's Madam Butterfly. It's Mad yeah. It's Madam Butterfly. But she brought. She didn't get the the lines itself. But she said the engineer was. It was okay. I mean, yeah. But. Yeah. It was, it was just a lot. He was a lot more pimp. Yes. And there was just not enough pathos for me. There was not enough survival because he's not. He's not. Yeah. He's not a bad person. He's just trying to survive because like he has to mm-hmm. sell the girls to survive. Yeah, but he was. He was. He was very much. I mean, not borderline Ike Turner ish, but yeah, like it was just. Yes, in essence. Well, I, I don't know. You said Ike Turner, so I jumped to something else. Um, did every, everyone's watched, and you probably discussed on alternate episodes, but I wasn't here. Uh, the Janet documentary. We I did. still, I have we not brought myself to watch it yet. <gasps> it's, oh. it's. Uh, I just, I, I. You should watch it because you know I am like I, I always chill. Something is reviewed. It makes actually somebody actually is uh, uh, makes uh, Justin Timberlake look like a better person. <laughs> <laughs> she does go out of her way to. Make him not seem as bad as we all think he is. Yeah. She does. I think that was her. But friend. I'm happy to fight that battle for him, for her. Right. Um, oh, girl, Black American, let that go. <laughs> they told yeah. her that, like, oh, yeah, girl, you can forgive him, but we're not going to do that. Yeah. Because Janet Jackson was a whole, it's a whole thing. Well, we're going to switch gears. I'm going to play another tune because now we're in the musical theater phase. I'm going to go to some light opera. <laughs> this is one of my favorite, my favorite pieces of all time that I've done. So I was a policeman in the Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite gigs I ever done, and we one of my favorite numbers when the foreman bears his steel. Uh, but I stuck. She this, said, she, "Yeah, <laughs> I hate you, Mister Green." But I stole the one from the movie because there's a bitch in here <laughs> who has a note. The note that 
They're uh, seeing this in opera litigation. Like, oh no, I'm going to have to belt this whole thing. Are we talking about Miss Linda Ronstadt? Oh, we're talking no. about the girl that came after uh, Miss yeah. Linda oh, okay. Ronstadt. Mm-hmm. You're here. So, but we're going to play when the foreman bears the steel from Pirates of Pantheon. You listen to Question of My Life on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> Your devoted followers at hand, they are, they only await my order. Then, Frederick, let your escort, lion-hearted, be summoned to receive a general's blessing. They depart upon their dread adventure. Dear sir, they come. And bears his steel. We uncomfortable feel. And we find the wisest thing is to slap our chests and sing. For when threatened with a mute, and your heart is in your boots. There is nothing brings it round Like the trumpet's martial sound Like the trumpet's martial sound Your grave shall water Go ye heroes, go and die Go ye heroes, go and die Go ye heroes, go and die Though to us it's evident These attentions are well meant Such expressions don't appear Calculated men to cheer who are going to meet their fate in a highly nervous state? Still to us it's evident these attentions are well meant. Go and do your best and before our links we sever. We observe to greater stress on the risks the Thomas press and of reference a lack to a chance of coming back. Still, perhaps it would be wise not to carp or criticize, for it's very evident these attentions are well meant. Yes, perhaps it would be wise not to carp or criticize, for it's very evident these attentions are well meant. Wait! Get back! Back! 
That was when the four men bears his steel from the Pirates of Pendants. One of my favorite fucking shows. It's just so happy when you do it, girl. <laughs> oh, is there not one maiden's breast <laughs> whose homely face and bad complexion? <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Yes. That you're in a, you'd be like, this is stupid. But then he's like, it's so joyous. It's really joyous, I must say. And, uh, uh, Mr. O'Green, can you tell us the two the parts you play in? Uh, Surely, I was Frederick in. Yeah, uh, of course, in, you were. In, in she was Fred, She was the lead. Tenor. <laughs> I was Frederick in Pirates of Penzance, and I was Nanki Poo in the Mikado. Yeah, Miss Blakey, you played in Pirates of Penzance. You'd be good in Pirates of Penzance, girl. What, would I be the sand? Like what? <laughs> oh no, you actually would be fantastic, girl. Because you're ridiculous. Because the shows are ridiculous. Yes, she'll play one of the maids, the three <laughs> maids. Three <laughs> little mates from school. Climbing yeah. over Rocky Mountains. Oh, yes, I can Four see you doing one, that. Ring one. Um, <laughs> see, I, I keep thinking about, I think it was in Sisters. Remember that show Sisters? With, with Susie Kurtz? Yes. <laughs> and I think it was her husband. And when she found out her husband was gay. Mm-hmm. And I think the line was, I, oh, I should have known. Because he had all those damn Gilbert and Sullivan albums. I mm-hmm. want to punch you dead in the fucking face. <laughs> I fucking love Sisters. Sisters was big. Sisters on Winneka Road. And Picket Fences. If you know. okay, I did not get into Picket Fences, but I live for Sisters. Mm-hmm. Oh my Frankie, God. Alex, Tommy, and what was the fourth one? It's been a minute. I don't remember. Yeah, it's been a minute. They were all named after president, but he all right. had girls. They all mm-hmm. had... Well, look, y'all. Anyway, we got to get off the air right now. I'm going to play one last track, but we're going to say our goodbyes. Thank you guys so much. I know we were a little late today, um, but we had a good time. Mm-hmm. And the MTA is always is, the MTA is always going to win. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> in about a couple of months, uh, maybe Johnny O'Green will agree to come down <laughs> to do another show. <laughs> <laughs> because I like having him here when I do these musical shows, and it was just good to have him here to talk about um, the Ukrainian crisis and stuff like that. Can you just name the people you wanted them to go listen to and oh, follow sure. one more time? I just put my phone down, I'm unfortunately. Sorry. Yeah, just, I need to, yeah. to, to, to bring it back. 
Just um, one more time before we go to our uh, last track. Yes, well, I really want you to go listen to Sofia Rotaru, who's a pop diva of, of Ukraine. You should also listen to Loboda if you want to listen to her. Um, a very important journalist named Terrell J. Starr is currently on the yes. ground in Ukraine. He is uh, an independent black American journalist who has oh. a very interesting perspective um, and I think a very truthful perspective on everything. So I would encourage everyone to find Terrell J. Starr on Twitter. Um, he does have an Instagram, but it's not very active. Um, he also has a very important podcast called Black Diplomats, um, where just before um, the invasion, he had a very important episode um, about Russian colonialism that I would urge you to listen to. Because, I didn't even know this, Garcia. Oh, no. He, he's, he's been everywhere. He's he been is. everywhere, and he brings a very, what I think, he brings a very important perspective as a black American to the um, very real um, racial aspect of what's going on there and a very real colonial aspect of what's going on gotcha, there. Yes. Um, because that is a, that's a thing. So yes, Terrell J. Starr. Um, if you also want to look at, let me see on the Instagram, of course, there is really bad reception and service here right now. Um, well, I would urge you to follow the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky. If you're not doing that, you're going to get all of your updates there. Um, very importantly, um, and then also, let's see. Oh, why don't you look at Kiev Pride, Kharkiv Pride. Um, both of those have very active in- Instagram accounts um, that um, are, are important to follow. So Kiev Pride and Kharkiv Pride, um, I, would, I would encourage you to go, to go there um, because you're also going to get the LGBT plus perspective uh, yes. through that lens. So, Justin, you want to tell people bye-bye, too? Um, before I go, mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to share, or if anyone's familiar with City Winery, I guess it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know it's going to be there in April? I know Miss Dionne Warwick's going to be there in two, in two weeks. Yeah, she is. Um, Lisa Fisher is going to be there April 10th. Oh, well, if Lisa Fisher is opening her mouth, you should be there. Right. I mean, that's, that's pretty much... Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm the greatest singer of this or any age. She is. Baby, that when I'm late in Earth Mm. situation at the the BBC proms, Mm -hmm. when Mother got up there and sang jazz and opera, I was like, oh my God. Yes, you are. Why? You are. You're stunting on people. Her and Let Us See carry on because Let Us See was fabulous, but Lisa Fisher was just like, hold my purse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me me show you what is true. Well, I'm going to leave with Ashley, one of the great vocalists here. Um, I'm going to play some Elaine Page. Um, we're going to play The American and Nobody's Side. Uh, one of my favorite musicals, um, which is Chess. Uh, and one of the hardest soprano parts on Broadway <laughs> sing. Maybe second only to Evita because Florence will, will have your throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the height of your neck. Because, you know, she sings high, but it don't sound like she's singing high, singing high. So thank you guys so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, no. There it is. All right. What's going on around me is barely making sense. I need some explanations fast. I see my friends and partner in the perfect tense and I don't see how we can last I feel I need a change of cast maybe I'm a normal decider when he gives me reason to justify each move 
They're getting harder to believe I know this can't continue I've still a lot to prove There must be more I could achieve But I don't have the nerve to Oh 